It's episode 139 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting across from Dr. Rhiannon Bazor. I had to drop the doctor in. She's the <laughs> owner of Wild Oak Collective, and she is also living here locally as a coastal geologist. Is that right? That's right. With yeah. your PhD in coastal science. Mm-hmm. So fucking awesome, Rhiannon. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so thank you so much for joining me. And first things first. Time to take a shot. Taking a shot. Awesome. Oh, yes. Okay. So the nerd that I am, mm-hmm. whenever I found out that you had your PhD and you're a doctor, I looked up, is it okay to like address people with PhDs as doctors or is that weird? <laughs> Only if you're not like looking for medical help. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because you're not a medical doctor, but no. you're a doctor. Uh and it brought up this article, like I didn't even go looking for anything specific. It was just, how can I address people with PhDs as doctors? Yeah. And this article came up about how women in academia do like most, not all, do like to be addressed as doctor, whoever, if they have their PhD, because oftentimes women aren't acknowledged as doctors or mm-hmm. aren't, uh, even if they have the title, oftentimes they won't be introduced with the title kind of thing, but like, uh, especially in comparison with their male counterparts. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that that was really interesting that that came up. And do, would you say that that's been an experience for you at all? I mean, honestly, I don't usually introduce myself as Dr. Bazaar, like, especially not just in, you know, everyday yes. <laughs> conversations. Yes. Um, if I, if I'm at a conference or something, I might, um, if I'm teaching, then I usually just have them call me Rhiannon. Um, but I do get it. I mean, I've had people come up to me at conferences and think that I'm, you know, like a grad student or an undergrad student, and especially if you're younger mm-hmm. or look younger, I'm really mm-hmm. short. So you do, you look very young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are like, Oh, excuse me, miss, do you need help? And I'm like, okay, well I'm actually about to give the presentation. So, <laughs> That's so, so great help. though. <laughs> um, so it kind of depends on the context, but I do, I mean, I understand it. Like if you're, if you're looking for that kind of like legitimacy mm-hmm. in a certain setting then i would definitely say doctor mm-hmm. um kind of pull that weight absolutely you <laughs> earned it but in normal times it's i'm just it, i feel a little pretentious saying it so i don't usually say it yeah. but i don't mind if other people introduce me as it oh no i'm like oh i'm gonna drop the label right now doctor i i, I think mind. it's it's incredible yeah uh and i thought about asking you if you minded and i was like i'm just gonna do it just do it yeah it's fine <laughs> i mean to me i i think it's really really cool but i also think i i will never be a doctor i'm telling you this right now not gonna do it but if i did ever have the title i'd probably be the same as you like yeah. maybe only in professional settings would i introduce myself that way um probably throw it in if I were going to be teaching at the beginning of the course, but then like just to establish it and then they can call me whatever. I will say in my email sign off, it does say random or PhD. Okay, good. So yeah, I have that. I throw that in the thing. Yes. And you, (laughs) as you should. And that's something that they were saying too, is like, oftentimes people with PhDs won't necessarily go by doctor, but they will make sure to include PhD. Um, like you said, in an email signature or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. That that is <laughs> incredible. How, how people respond to you, though, so it, it helps in some sense. Truly, because yeah. like you said, and I mean, you hear about stuff like this all the time, where you know the people will just assume because of how you look or potentially because of your gender mm-hmm. that they they know who you are, and for you to say, 
for someone to ask you if you need help at a conference or something, you're like, no, thanks. I need to be up on stage. <laughs> yep. That has to be so uh, fulfilling in a way, you know, yeah. as long as people aren't being jerks about yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. I love that. I think that's so great. Uh, so how long have you been in Corpus? So we moved here almost exactly a year ago. We came June 24th, I think, of last year. Whoa. Yeah. Right in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I was... I was hired by the university, um, and I was working remotely from Virginia, where we were living for a couple years. And then we moved here, and I was still working remotely up until about a month ago. And so I hadn't been in the office other than to say hi and for my interview. Wow. Pretty much for an entire year. Wow. Mm -hmm. So how has that been only working remotely, I guess, until very recently? Um, it's. I mean, honestly, it was kind of nice. I have so many animals... <laughs> And so I got to work from home with them and I got to, you know, kind of make my own schedule and it allowed me to start Wild Oak Collective. And so it was, I, I really liked it. I mean, it's nice being back in the office and being around people, but sure. at the same time, it's been kind of an adjustment, um, kind of returning back to wearing adult professional clothes and not being in my, <laughs> my pajamas yes. all day. Oh, I saw that you put a video up. It may have been on your personal page. I'm sorry. I, I did stalk your personal page. I, I'll just send you a request so that way it's not yeah. creepy. But you, you put, you posted a, uh, like a video or a reel and you were like, okay, now I need to get ready for, you had like this super cute, like summery outfit and you're like layers. It's all about layers. Yep. And you have to go back to the office, which I appreciate it. Cause I feel like that's not talked enough. I know for sure I would not have worn real clothes if I had to work from home. Yeah, well, and especially, I mean, getting used to being back in the office and then doing the pop-ups and working full-time in an office setting, I've kind of had to balance those both in terms of not, not only just like my time and energy, but in terms of like what I can wear if I'm going from one to another or like, you know, just little things that you wouldn't think about. Mm -hmm. But it's <laughs> very practical. It's very yeah. practical. I mean, it, it's a good move. Well, and a lot of the times, like the things that I post... I try to post not just for like potential customers, but for other people who are small business owners and like who where I work the vendor or, you know, other vendors would understand. Like the one I posted the other day was about being exhausted after pop-up markets. Like obviously if you're going to shop, you're not going to feel that. But if you're a vendor, like <laughs> so many people were like, oh my God, that's exactly how I feel. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like we're all exhausted at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, and you've been at tons of pop-up markets you were at the proud yeah. market you've been at the people's market you've been at art walks i know there's more but i mean oh uh the the glow and flow or oh, yeah. um yeah mm -hmm. you've been at those so you you've been all over the place <laughs> but you didn't start wild oak collective until i mean within the past 12 months right yeah we started in january mm -hmm. wow so we we moved here again like right in the middle of the pandemic right like you guys pretty much started your first wave of shutdowns and everything right when we got here. Mm -hmm. um, Virginia had already been shut down, so we were kind of like, we were, we're ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> we don't <laughs> yeah. want to do this. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. And so we got here, and I mean, we were, you know, going for walks and trying to get out and going to the beach a lot, but we weren't really, like, interacting with anybody. And so when stuff kind of started opening back up and we were going to farmer's markets and we were going to these pop-up events, we were like, this is amazing. Like, this is fun. We're getting to meet people. And like, let's do this, you know, <laughs> let's actually start selling stuff. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So at that point you had just been attending like as like a regular person. Yeah. We were going to farmer's market pretty much every week. Um, you know, we started talking to Rochelle from, uh, from Lemonade Stand Cosmetics to, um, Veronica from Trendy Eats and Vegan Treats and Jen from Cake and Bake. Um, and we were like, okay, these people are so cool. They're so welcoming. Like they're accepting us into the community because we're new here and we don't know anybody. Um, 
And so we kind of just started putting feelers out and like seeing, you know, how do we get into these events? How do we even get started? Because it's kind of daunting at first. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was just like kind of cold calling people and being like, <laughs> hey, can we do a pop up? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was it, it just got us out of the house and I was already, you know, creating things and kind of had a stockpile and so I was like I may as well sell it I'm not you know I'm just giving away his gifts and like wearing stuff so. yes um and my husband is he does photography um he's from Australia but he wasn't really doing much during COVID because he couldn't work with models mm-hmm. and so he started doing like digital art and tie-dye and stuff and so we we're like okay we have that we have the jewelry my mom has like an awesome secondhand clothing stuff um, wow so it kind of all came together really nicely we were like okay let's just make it a collective so we can sell whatever we want i love it (laughs) we're not tied to anyone yes (laughs) yeah because there's original art pieces there's Mm -hmm. handmade jewelry which you just gifted me the most beautiful earrings (laughs) i love them so much Uh, and i mean i even see you doing like uh, shirts and Mm -hmm. like little uh, like zipper uh bags and stuff like that with the cutest like phrases on there (laughs) it's just i but i love it that you're like i want to be involved let's start doing pop-ups yeah it was i mean it was pretty random like it was just kind of you know we have the time working from home my mom's a teacher my husband um you know is is creative and now he's working at alternatives but at the time he wasn't working when we first moved here so Mm -hmm. we're like this is the time to do it like i've always wanted to do something like this um, but I was always in school, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I, I you never were. had time. <laughs> so now I was like, this is the perfect time. I, I, I can make it happen. <laughs> so have what I think is really interesting about you, and actually my husband said it. He was like, okay, so a scientist with like a creative kind of side business. Mm-hmm. And he, he thinks that's the coolest thing. And so have you always kind of felt that you've, you know, had both interests in your life? For sure. Um, I've always like (laughs) during any breaks I've had from school I get in these like creative zones where I'm just making stuff and usually when I have a break from school I'm always like I don't want to go back I just want to like go sell bikinis in a van in Hawaii Ooh, okay (laughs) that does sound amazing this is not happening (laughs) (laughs) go back to school (laughs) is is your mom here (laughs) yes okay yeah so she and Peter my husband and myself are all the wild oak collective very cool yeah so you'll see how to at all the pop-ups kind of depending on our schedule who mm-hmm. will be there that's fantastic yeah so it's, it's a cool it's a family thing and you know we're just having fun with it which is it sounds <laughs> like it i mean but to me i know you've been working your butt off to get uh, your phd and everything mm-hmm. but it sounds to me like you've been doing it in probably what i would consider to be the most fun way you didn't just <laughs> pick a school and stick with it till the very end you've been all over the place yeah yeah tell me about that okay definitely I so I always like to say I study coastal issues and processes because then I get to say that I have to live by the coast Um, (laughs) smart (laughs) I have to go out into the you know to the field and work at the beach and go camping and do field work um and so I think I've chosen (laughs) pretty wisely in terms of a career um you know, I, growing up, my parents are both teachers, and so I knew I didn't want to be a teacher necessarily, but we always got to travel during summers, and we grew up surfing and being at the beach all the time. We're from California, wow. so I was like, you know, I have to do something where I'm at the beach. Yes. <laughs> and so I, I, I study sea level rise and coastal erosion and coastal issues, um, and so... Yeah, I've been, I did my undergraduate and my master's degree at UC Santa Cruz in California, and that's where I'm from. And so after that, I was like, okay, I need to 
kind of branch out, go somewhere else. Um, and boy, did you. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> so my husband at the time was my boyfriend, and he is from Melbourne in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of met him after I'd already applied to uh, University of Melbourne. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, by the way, I know we just started talking, but... That's interesting. <laughs> I might be going to school there. <laughs> you were like attracting all things Australian. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I ended up working out really well. I had him and his family there, so I wasn't like alone mm-hmm. in Australia. Um, so I was there for three years, and that was three and a half years. That was awesome. Yeah, I mean... It's pretty cool experience. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I only know what I've seen through other people living there you know I mean is it everything like you see and hear about um it's pretty it's interesting so I was in Melbourne which is kind of more like Seattle New York San Francisco vibes like it's really artsy Mm -hmm. um it rains a lot it's you know kind of cold during summer and gets pretty hot during or sorry cold during winter hot during summer um so it's not really like you know queensland or new south wales and sydney like that kind of beach mm-hmm. surf vibe mm-hmm. um so i didn't i didn't really realize that going there <laughs> i was like well i didn't either <laughs> i'm like all australia is beachy and s- sandy and right. lots Where of wild animals <laughs> <laughs> but i did get to travel to sydney so that was cool um so I, and I, I love melbourne it was it was amazing living there it was mm-hmm. just it was not a huge culture shock Okay, maybe, that I'm always curious about. Yeah, maybe just from coming from California, like it was, it wasn't that much different. Mm-hmm. Um, when we moved to Virginia, that was way more of a culture shock living on the East Coast versus really living in Australia. That is very interesting. <laughs> I don't know anything about the East Coast. The most East I've been is Louisiana. So, like, what does that tell you? Yeah, well, I had only been to <laughs> Texas and Oklahoma going East before mm-hmm. we moved there, and so I got there and I was like. Where am I? What, what did we do? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? No offense, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it's beautiful. There are some beautiful places, yes. <laughs> yeah. But I want to go back to Australia. Yeah. Because it was during your time there mm-hmm. that you made a big scientific discovery and found the five drowned apostle, mm-hmm. is it apostle? Apostle, apostle yeah. limestone stacks, 50 mm-hmm. meters underwater. Yep. Okay, tell me how this <laughs> happened, because this is, for anybody listening to this, literally Google drowned apostles, <laughs> and Rhiannon's name is associated with the discovery of these. It's in, like, big science publications. Like, this is major. Like, limestone stacks like this were thought to be impossible. Mm-hmm. None have been found other than these yep. underwater. It's a madness. <laughs> Tell me everything because okay. this is so cool. So the project that I was working on in Australia, um, I was looking at the current coastline of Australia or of Victoria, the state in southeastern Australia. Um, and then I was also looking at paleo shorelines. So any shoreline that was above water when sea level was much lower than it is today. That so is like, wild. You know, hundreds of thousands of years ago. Yes. Or 60,000 years ago. <laughs> and so I was, um, what I do is I use GIS, which is Geographic Information Systems. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like Google Earth on steroids-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, don't Probably more de- more detail, right? Because y'all are using it for research purposes. Yeah, so we do a lot of. You can do mapping with it. You can do analysis. You can do modeling. There are a lot of things that you can do with it. Um, so what I was doing was looking at the underwater bathymetry, or like how the land is shaped, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so in Victoria at Port Campbell, there are the 12 apostles. And these are these huge limestone sea stacks and they bring in you know, millions of, of visitors every year um, from all over the world to come and look at these huge, really cool sea stacks. Mm-hmm. They're right along the coast and they're beautiful. Um, and so about a few miles offshore um, and about 50 meters or 150 feet <laughs> <laughs> below the, the the sea surface had to do some conversions there after the tequila <laughs> good you're doing great <laughs> are these sea stacks that are very similar in size and shape and everything to the the 12 apostles and because these 12 apostles are any sea stacks are usually caused by erosion and or they are caused by erosion and they're usually washed away due to erosion from the waves and the wind and everything mm-hmm. over, you know, hundreds to thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So they're not like really long-term features, but these features managed to survive multiple changes in sea level rise. And so they were the first ones that have ever been found at depth below sea level. Um, and so we were, we didn't expect to find that. We were thought we were going to find, Heck you know, like paleo no. shoreline or paleo rivers, things that other people have found. Um, so when we found it, we were kind of like looked at each other, like me and my supervisors, like, is this is this what we're seeing? Is this right? Like, <laughs> what, what's going on here? Um, and so we, you know, um, we published a paper on it. I was presenting at a conference, my first conference in Sydney, and I was really nervous about that. And of my, course, yeah, I was like in front of all these people who I cite in my paper. But I think and- <laughs> it's badass that you got to present it. Yeah, that is my, awesome. My supervisors were really awesome in terms of that. I mean, they pushed me to the front of the of everything for mm-hmm. it. So I really appreciated that. Um, and I, so my supervisor from University of Melbourne, um, he was like, okay, we're gonna release this to our university press division. And you know, it probably won't go anywhere, but we'll see, like they might be interested in it. And so I woke up the morning in my presentation and like all of the news outlets in Australia were calling both of us for interviews and the TV outlets, and they wanted us to come in that morning for interviews on live TV. Wow. <laughs> and on the radio. I just got chills. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, I have to give a presentation. Like, I can't focus on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My supervisor was like, no, you need to focus on this. Okay. <laughs> like, your supervisor sounds great. <laughs> yeah. And so it was, I mean, it was insane. Like, I've never experienced anything like that. I probably won't ever again. I don't think very many people get to experience this ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people who dedicate their whole lives to this mm-hmm. and y'all just happened to stumble across it you know yeah. but you had to know exactly what you were I mean seeing because yeah. I think uh, you know someone like me would obviously overlook it yeah but I mean based on the data that you saw you were able to you know something's here <laughs> well and I mean I think as scientists we're used to people within our community caring about what we're studying you know mm-hmm. kind of in a very tight-knit absolutely group yeah um outside of that group even within the university people are like i don't really know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. um and so to have like the broader public be interested in something that you're working on is really really cool it's kind of validating because you know we want to do science for people to use it not just yes you know make (laughs) cool graphs and and stuff um and so that that was pretty awesome i know i don't i did not expect it yeah so how did it feel you know for you to suddenly be like okay this this is pretty big I mean because Melbourne's probably a pretty big market Mm -hmm. for media and everything so anything that they do I'm sure went nationally 
Yeah, it and was, probably international. It was international. I had yeah, um, we have a friend in, in England who sent me something on Facebook and was like, "Rhiannon, <laughs> I just woke up to this in the you know the Mirror or whatever their news outlet is." <laughs> I was like, "What?" Like that was it was insane. I mean, it was it was in like National Geographic stuff. Yes, that's what was, I'm talking about, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Whoever's listening, seriously, look this shit up. That is cool. Yeah. Like you are literally. I mean, to me, your history, period, because you're a woman who, you know, has her PhD. But then for you to also to have such a huge part in discovering this history, girl, like you will go down in history. Like people will be studying that. That's yeah. incredible. It was it was really exciting. And um, I don't think that any of us on our team expected it. Um, not the reaction, not to find it, not any of it. Well, surely y'all weren't the only people to look over this area, right? Well, so I think what the difference was is that we had really good data that we were using. Got it. Um, and so we just, not I don't want to say we lucked into it, but we were lucky enough to be using the data that we were with the team that we had. I gotcha. Um, yeah, and so it was, it was both the technology and the area that we were looking at and you yeah, not to downplay and it, the but. team okay that that is cool as shit and that was in 2016 right yes yeah so do you know because i know like you, you know that was a while back and, mm -hmm. and you're not over there anymore but do you know if there's been any more research done into them or any more information gleaned um you know we have samples uh my other supervisor from deacon university he actually got to dive down to the the drown impossibles and take a sample of the rock from each of them. Mm -hmm. um, so that was cool because that's a really deep dive and it's kind of like pushing the limits of what you can do for a free dive. Mm -hmm. People are always like, "Oh, did you go down there?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> I, I, I swim really well. I surf. Like, <laughs> I don't no, dive. no diving. No, no I, diving. I'm a little nervous to dive. To <laughs> <Yeah>. be honest, <laughs> I love the idea of it, but it kind of freaks me. Out. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, and so. Those are being used to actually put like a precise age on them, mm -hmm. um, but I don't think anything's been done yet. It's really expensive in terms of funding, and so I don't know. I should probably check in and see where they're at with that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, what are y'all doing with my baby? <laughs> right? That's I took pictures of my, I was like, these are my children. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> when I, I love the name too. Did y'all collectively come up with the name, or who came up with the name? For I think my supervisor did. Um, we were kind of, so Australia is not super religious, mm -hmm. um, and so I think we could get away with it there. Here, it might be a little risque. I think that's funny, but to me, it makes perfect sense because for those of y'all who aren't aware, I, Rhiannon mentioned them. So there, there were the twelve apostles that mm -hmm. you can see above sea level, yeah. but I think there's only eight now. Yeah. So most of, the, or not most, some of them have been washed away from erosion, and so they've collapsed or been eroded away. Yeah. yeah. So to me, it just makes perfect sense. Like. To call them that. Yeah, it's kind of cheeky. <laughs> it is cheeky. And it's keeping them in the same family. Yeah. I, I just think that that's incredible. I uh, And I love that your name is tied to it because you were the one. Yes, it was a collective effort, but I mean, ultimately, you were the one who made yeah. the identification, you know, so that that is huge. Congratulations <laughs> on you. that. Absolutely. So you get your PhD from mm -hmm. there. Did you stay in Australia a little bit longer? Or were you ready to go? No. So I actually ended up finishing my PhD once I moved back to the States. Okay. Um. I had, you know, finished all my, my field work and my data collection and everything, and I was just working on the paper, the, the thesis, not really paper, <laughs> multiple papers. Um, and so I was able to come home and finish that. 
Um, I moved to Virginia because that's where my mom was moving at the time. Okay, I was wondering I was like, how you ended up there. Yeah. <laughs> so California is just so expensive. Like, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so even as professionals, it's just not really... And Santa Cruz is, like, it's near San Francisco and San Jose, and it's just hugely expensive. Yeah. So we're like, okay, well, you know, Virginia has a lot of sea level rise. Um, it's pretty affordable. Like, we'll try it. Mm-hmm. It didn't, didn't work as well as we planned. <laughs> that, at least you tried it. Exactly. Yeah. And so I moved there. Um, my husband was still in Australia for about a year after that, trying to get his green card. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was... So you got married in Australia? Yeah, we did. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> on the beach. That is so cool. And then in Virginia with my family on the oh, beach. Oh, nice. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, and so we were... Yeah, we were in Virginia, and I was finishing up my PhD and kind of working part-time, trying to focus on my, my thesis. Um, and then I ended up working with Sea Grant in Virginia as well, and Old Dominion University. And I was doing a lot of, like, um, coastal resilience outreach stuff and working mm-hmm. with local communities and trying to help them improve, like, their flood resilience and, and that's all really important. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a lot different than what I usually do because mm-hmm. I usually focus like just on the science. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I have to talk to people. And like- well, and that's another thing, right? So whenever you're coming from your level of knowledge and then you're having to communicate with the public, I mean, you're used to speaking in very like technical terms mm-hmm. and you're, and I don't want, I don't like saying dumbing it down, but you're having to talk to people in a rhetoric that is common yeah. right you have to make it accessible yes to people. yeah was that challenging um it was at first <laughs> i would say it was more challenging because we were in virginia and there we were working with a lot of like rural coastal communities mm-hmm. who didn't want us to say sea level rise they didn't want to hear climate change they didn't that's like, so we had to, interesting like, <laughs> they didn't want to hear sea level rise no they were they were kind of okay with that at that point but five years prior to that they weren't apparently and so, you know, we were, we were saying reoccurring flooding and... Interesting. Like, <laughs> we really had to kind of watch what we said. See, I didn't even think about terminology. Yeah. I was thinking about just communicating a message. Yeah. But you are literally <laughs> having to think of every... That, wow. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they, they were, we worked with communities who didn't want to hear anything about it. They were like, nope, this is fine. You know, our, our beaches are completely eroding away, but we're fine. Yeah, we'll deal with it. those sea levels aren't rising. <laughs> yeah. And so it was it was a really good learning experience. I, mm-hmm. think. I was there for not that long. Um, and I was really wanting to get back into research. Mm-hmm. And so I found the job here at Heart Research Institute um, at TAMUCC. And I was like, okay, we're not that happy in Virginia. Like I really, this job that I have now is amazing. And so it was just, we ended up here. <laughs> so had you ever been... To Corpus Christi before the interview. No, I knew Selena, and that was about it. Okay, well that's a plus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you have any reservations about moving here? Because to me, the university is really great. It is. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful university. I love where it's located. I mean, you get to drive by water when you're coming out. It's yeah, cool. Exactly. Uh, but I know some people prior to moving to Corpus either heard bad things or like <laughs> looked up and found bad things or whatever. And I'm just curious. So okay, so where we lived in Virginia, to give you some context. We were in Norfolk, Virginia, and there are t- just so many shootings. Oh, wow. Just all the time. Um, like young people, children, adults, family members. It's constant. I had no idea. It's Yeah, it's a lot of gun violence. Um, and it's it was not a very happy place from mm-hmm. what we experienced. <laughs> we found, you know, we found people who were great there. And of course. Was, we made the most of it. Um, 
And so I think moving here, when I came for the interview, because I interviewed in February of last year, mm. and they flew me out, and I met with everybody, and, you know, we went around town and, you know, went out to eat at Drunken Noodles and stuff like that. And everybody was so nice and so happy-seeming. Um, and so that really helped a lot. <laughs> I was like, okay, Good. we're going to be moving somewhere where people want to be there yes. and are trying to make it a good, happy place. Um, and so that, that made a world of difference. That is awesome. Here. I yeah. love hearing that. Cause yeah, I, I'm from Corpus, so I've always yeah. loved Corpus, you know, and, uh, I find it's usually like really young people that, uh, want, can't wait to get out. Yeah. And then when they leave, they kind of realize like, Oh, you know, Corpus really wasn't so bad. And so yeah. they, they come back or they, they carry on you know moving from place to place so that i i like hearing that the yeah. people made you feel like okay this is a good spot for us yeah and again going to the the pop-ups and stuff like everybody was just so welcoming and so just happy to be doing what they're doing like it was it's just such a good feeling to be around people who enjoy what they're doing uh, yes <laughs> it's infectious yeah well and what i think is really great is i didn't start finding out about pop-ups until i've lived here my whole life yeah. i didn't start hearing about pop-ups until i just really got on social media and started mm -hmm. just whatever you know meeting people kind of thing but you were only here for like a few months and you're like this is what's popping and went well because i so a couple of my coworkers when we went or when i was here for the interview were like you know, if you go to a farmer's market and if you, you know, there are things that you can do to make it like a really cool place. To yes. Meet. And so I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to start researching that in my, my downtime while I was working at home um, and finding stuff to do. Because again, we were bored. We were at home. Mm -hmm. We were, you know, pretty much just hanging out with the dogs all the time, <laughs> which is great. Oh, right? uh, yeah. <laughs> and so I think having that downtime to be able to go out and try these new things, mm -hmm. um, really kind of cemented us in the being part of the community yes yeah. i mean because you are here like i said <laughs> i mean you've been at all these pop-ups i've been seeing your stuff everywhere uh and wild oak collective to me is such a distinct name and so i i'm love hearing backstories behind how names <laughs> come to be so how how did you come up with wild oak collective okay so kind of kind of random um so i was actually i love cooking and baking a little bit less but mostly cooking <laughs> and i love creating stuff that i can share with people mm -hmm. which is usually food <laughs> until, yes until look like my <laughs> kind of girl yeah. and so i had originally thought maybe i'd make food to sell in addition to the jewelry and the art wow um there were a lot of kind of regulations and stuff with like cottage food laws um mm -hmm. and so i was like okay maybe i'll get into that later but i i were vegan and so i wanted to have something that like you know i would make oat milk or oat cheese or something like that and so mm -hmm. i was like okay oat is kind of cool mm -hmm. because it has that food connotation yep and then but i kind of wanted to be a collective because i don't you know i want to be able to sell whatever mm -hmm. um and so we were walking one day and we we're trying to come up with names and throwing stuff around and my husband was like what about wild oat and i was like okay i like that i like Let's it do that yeah because it's you know it's kind of I, I don't know. I don't consider myself like wild or anything by any means. <laughs> but I like that kind of feeling of, you know, you're sowing your wild That's oats. exactly what, whatever you yes, want. where <laughs> my mind goes. Exactly. Plus, yeah. I mean, literally, because you've been all over the place living, you know, <laughs> to me, it's very like reminiscent of like the way you've lived your life, yeah. you know? Well, and I'm, I'm from Santa Cruz, California. It's a hippie town. And so that kind of, you know, ties into that too. Like, 
My little granola. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace it. Yeah. I love it so much. Okay, so I, I'm very curious. Yeah. So uh, from California to Texas, I guess you haven't lived in California for some time, huh? About five, six years now. Okay, not yeah. that long, but yeah. it's been a while. Mm-hmm. So between California and Texas, like mm-hmm. more similarities than differences or what yeah. do you think? So, okay. So I always, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble for this, but I always laugh because I feel like people from California and Texas are kind of competitive with each other. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are. Yes. And I feel like there's so many similarities <laughs> that it's, it's kind of funny. Like, I mean, the, the coastal areas are kind of more the same. The cities are kind of the same. And then the inland areas are kind of the same too. Not just in terms of like the landscape, but the people and I, you know, ideology and mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, farmland. And, and so I don't, <laughs> I think there are a lot more similarities than differences. <laughs> That's straight from a Californian, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I think if we, you know, there, I know that there's that headbutting going on, but I don't know that it's completely necessary. Yeah, that's I'm like to me. But for the most, it should all be in good fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're all Americans. It's fine. Yeah, and Corpus has you know that kind of beachy feel to it, mm-hmm. and it's pretty laid back, and so we get a lot of that in Santa Cruz as well. I mean, we're a surf beach town, so it's it feels more familiar here for sure. Okay, that makes yeah. me so happy. <laughs> uh, and so Wild Oak Collective. So mm-hmm. when did it officially kick off? Um, so we started in January. I kind of started making sure that we had enough supplies and we got all of our, you know, machinery and spent a whole lot of money up front. <laughs> Most of which gets used, some of it doesn't, because <laughs> we kind of narrowed down our focus. Yet. <laughs> as all small business owners know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we did our first pop up in end of January or beginning of February. It was at Wildflowers. Okay. And it was awesome it was such a good introduction into doing Mm pop-ups um they're so great there and just like made sure that we have everything that we needed yes shout out to terry yes big shout out to terry (laughs) we love it there as a store oh my gosh yes (laughs) and i can't get over the location because it's such like a little diamond in the rough kind of thing i just love it i love everything about it (laughs) we tried to send everybody there we're like oh yeah we got this there go there (laughs) even at pop-ups like all of our display pieces or some of our display pieces are from there mm-hmm. people are like oh is that for sale i'm like no go to well yeah <laughs> <laughs> keep your hands off yeah. <laughs> so have you always gravitated toward jewelry making because i see that you also are a painter yeah and has it have they both kind of been like equally you know an interest or did one come before the other um so i usually i would say before like while i was in school i did mostly drawing and painting um again kind of when i had the time i'd go through these like creative spurts of like <laughs> being crazy about you know i have to stay up super late and paint and oh but time. i love that feeling i used to do that when i was a kid i'd be i'd have to like perfect this sketch or whatever right and feel yeah. the bees in your head like yes. do it now yes and it was the best feeling and i feel like i haven't tapped into that in forever so the fact that you have it that that's beautiful <laughs> well and that's what i mean i during school i just didn't have the time or the energy to like it was so time consuming and energy consuming um and so with the jewelry, I kind of had made stuff for myself and for family members, but never really got super into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started doing stuff for Wallet Collective, and I thought I, maybe I would do macrame, maybe I would do resin or you know clay. I was kind of playing around with different mediums. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of landed on the, the more brass and beaded and, and kind of gemstone stuff because that was more stuff that 
I would wear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, if I'm not going to wear something, why am I trying to sell it to people? Absolutely. <laughs> like yes. I have, it has to pass the, the, would you wear it yourself test? Um, and so kind of just narrowing that down, you know, to find my niche and, mm-hmm. and go with it. Um, but at the same time, like I said, like I like to experiment with a lot of different things and mediums. Um, so if I feel in the mood to paint, I just painted like a few different paintings the other day because I was just in the zone for it. Um, the, so cool. <laughs> the jewelry is a little bit more like I can just sit down and kind of do it while I'm watching TV or hanging out with the dogs. Like I don't really mm-hmm. have to think about it so much or be in the zone for it. Um, so it kind of just depends on where my, my headspace is at or if I'm Absolutely. stressed or you know feeling hyper or whatever else. <laughs> I think that's great that you have a creative outlet for all your moods, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that you're not afraid to try different things. Yeah, well, I think that's big too. I mean, especially with social media and stuff. Like, I know Sam from A Local just posted about it too. There's this huge push to like produce your work and mm-hmm. show your work online. And like, if you're not producing it, you feel like crap for not producing it. Yep. Whereas, you know, historically, <laughs> if you feel up to it or if you you know the mood strikes then you produce otherwise you can go you know a year without producing yep um without having that pressure put on you mm-hmm. but now it's like you know make a reel make a post do this do that yep. let everybody know what you're up to yeah and if you don't then your numbers slip and yes. you know people aren't Ugh, seeing your god posts. i hate that yeah and it's i mean it's one thing as a business owner but it's different as an artist because sometimes I just want to create stuff sometimes I don't mm-hmm. <laughs> like and I think my husband goes through that too like he'll go through phases where he does so many tie-dyes or so many digital um, photos and then sometimes he just isn't in the mood to mm-hmm. and that, that should be okay uh, to me it's okay <laughs> yeah. to me it's realistic <laughs> exactly like yeah. who who is producing a hundred percent of the time at a hundred percent creative you know uh like freedom yeah you know because I feel like I obviously I'm not a business owner, right? So like I might be speaking out of turn, but to me, if I mean something's something's got to give, you know, mm-hmm. like there's no way to be on it 100 percent of the time and producing that much. Like I feel like something will like it'll lose its authenticity, maybe yeah, or something. Exactly. Well, you don't. Uh, yeah, if you push it too hard, it's just gonna be, it's not gonna be to the same quality as it would otherwise. Yeah. And I think a lot of us too who do these pop ups and who are small business owners here also work other jobs. Yes. <laughs> and so like, you know, like I said, my mom's a teacher, my husband works at Little Alternatives, I work at the university, like we are doing this because we love it and because it's fun. Um, but you know, sometimes I'm rushing home from work to get to a pop-up that my mom set up for or mm-hmm. she's doing it for me, you know, and I think it helps that we all can cover each other. Um, but a lot of people who are in the community it's just them running their business yep. and working two jobs or being a student. Mm-hmm. And so it's, being a parent. Yeah, being a parent. Exactly. There's a lot of pressure. And so it has to be fun. Yes. Or else you're just going to burn out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think that's such an important message. And thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah. And so to go back on something you had mentioned earlier about how exhausting pop-ups can be. <laughs> I remember thinking how... I feel like I would be stressing out, like, how do you know what to bring to a pop-up? Like, if you have a ton of stuff, you're like, how do I know which pieces, like, people will want? You know, I feel like I would overthink it, maybe. Do you have, like, a process for prep? Yeah, so it's always interesting. I I plan on what we're going to bring. And, you know, different markets, we bring different stuff. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we won't bring the tie-dye, or sometimes we won't bring the secondhand clothes. Um, we friend always bring the jewelry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of like the main focus. Oh yeah, you can. I can promise you, people are going to be all about that jewelry. <laughs> like, where, where 
where's your joy? Um, but in terms of like the individual pieces, we think we know what we're going to sell or what's going to sell best. And then we get to the market and it'll be the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we'll bring all the tank tops and very few t-shirts or, you know, one certain style and that's the opposite. And so it's, it's hard to actually plan. You never know what's going to resonate with each customer. Absolutely. And so you kind of just, I just bring it all. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, there you, you go. Choose. <laughs> See, that's smart. Uh, but I mean, even with the help, right? Because there's the mm-hmm. three of y'all. Like yeah. you said, it, it can be extremely exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't think people quite understand what it takes for a vendor to be there at a pop-up all set up and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, when you're there, it's fun. But you are on the whole time. You're yes. talking to customers. You're, you know, hanging out with vendors. Um, you know, probably buying stuff from other vendors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As we all do. I always joke that we all just kind of like pass our money in, in yeah. the circle. Like, oh, I'll buy from you now. You buy from me. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Which is good. It um, is good. But you know what goes into the, the setup? Like we have to bring the tent. We have to bring the table. We have to bring the chairs. You know, all the boxes. Um, some people have it down like really cool where they just bring specific things mm-hmm. um, in, you know, like a, a wagon or something or a, a cart. We're, we're not quite that organized yeah. yet. <laughs> well, you've only been doing it for not even a year. It's been like six months. Yeah. So it's it's a process. And you kind of, I mean, we're getting better about it from how we were at first. Like, mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, then, was your first pop-up like super nerve-wracking? It, yeah, we were a little bit stressed. It went well, especially because it's wildflowers, so they have the tent and the table for us, and mm-hmm. like it was, you know, it was pretty cruisy in terms of a first pop-up. <laughs> um, but you're like, we'll be at a, a pop-up event and we'll see other vendors who it's their first time, and you can always like tell that they're a little stressed about it, and they'll tell you like, "Well, this is my first one. Like, I, I you know, I hope it goes well. I hope I have everything." And for the most part you just kind of have to go with it. Like yeah. if you forget something, you improvise. If you know, as long as you have your, your a way to accept money and your product. Like. That's important, right? <laughs> exactly. Like make sure nowadays that you're not cash only, especially yeah. for people like me who never have cash. Exactly. But that's, that's probably something I would forget, right? Mm-hmm. Be like, I, Venmo me? And, I don't know. And we have. I mean, we've forgot me. <laughs> I've forgotten stuff at home and we've had to turn around and go get it before pop-ups. Um, you know, we forgot chairs so many times at first. Like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Because, yeah. yeah, y'all are out there for a while um, and in the heat. I mean, you know Corpus is not known for being cool yeah, summer, in terms of weather. Summer pop-ups can be brutal. It's You kind of just have to get in the zone and just kind of ease into it <laughs> yes uh, yeah that that's huge getting the right mindset <laughs> uh what i think is really cool is that you vended at the uh proud market mm-hmm. and uh gave a percentage of what you made to an org yeah, yeah so we we were at the proud market and then we did the people's market which also worked with uh the coastal bend pride center mm-hmm. um so we ended up donating to the trevor project and to the coastal bend pride center um, and so, you know, if there's a, the people's market is great because it, the, each month they choose a new, um, co- or new organization to yes, donate to. Yes, yes, that's huge. Yeah, and so they're generating funds through people, you know, coming, spending money there, through the vendors who are willing to donate, and then they donate too. Um, and so if we can give back to the community, and especially communities who need more support, mm-hmm. um, we are so happy to do that. Like, <laughs> this is, you know, this is, we want to give back anywhere that we can. Um, especially to the a community that has welcomed us. Yes. <laughs> we oh want gosh. to be <laughs> very mindful of that. Well, we, I mean, I just appreciate your saying that so much, you know, yeah. like to me, you, you've just 
fit in seamlessly. I would never <laughs> know that you weren't from Corpus. Uh, and I think that's fantastic, you know? Yeah, and, I think mo- living a lot of different places has kind of allowed me to, to do that, too. I mm-hmm. mean, like, I, I love California with all my heart. And I, you know, <laughs> that's where I grew up. That's where I lived almost of my course, whole life. Of <laughs> course, yes. Um, but if you can make, like, the most out of living wherever you are and fit into some part of that community... Like that's going to make your life a lot better and mm-hmm. easier and yeah, more enjoyable for everybody, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you really did that because I've always wondered, right, like in an alternate life timeline, if I were to end up moving to a different city, like mm. would I get out like the way you did? Would I find ways to go enjoy what's around or would I just be so anxiety ridden and just be like, I don't know anyone. I'm just staying at home, yeah. you know? And I think it's amazing. That you're like, no, like I'm going to become a part of this community and, you know, but be involved. I, I think that that a lot of that is owed to Corpus though, because I mean, we were in Virginia for two years and we didn't really find that type of community mm-hmm. and we kind of tried, but there just wasn't as much going on like this. Um, there in California, there are a lot of things going on like this in, in Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. but it's a lot more competitive. It's hard to get into the market. Yeah. It's, it seems like it would be <laughs> even in play, yeah. markets like Austin. I hear, exactly. I mean, it's not the same. Yeah. It's, it's, kind of you have to know the right people and you have to you know have proven yourself and had this much experience and this much product and Mm -hmm. it's a lot harder to kind of get in the scene Mm -hmm. versus here like I mean people come up to me and pop up and like oh how do I get into this and I'm like let me tell you like all about (laughs) it like this is how you do it this is who you contact like here's who you should follow online because I feel like that's how people were to us. Yes. So why not pass that forward, you know? Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're not like gatekeeping <laughs> no. important information. God, yeah. that, that thrills me. <laughs> and so to go back real quick on what yeah. you said about how the money, like that y'all end up buying from each other at the markets <laughs> and that y'all just like pass around the same money. Yeah. So this is going to sound totally dorky, but I have a three-year-old. <laughs> so there's a cartoon on Disney Plus called Bluey. It's actually an Australian yes. cartoon. Yep. Yeah, so it, yes, it's yep. so fucking cute. If anybody hasn't watched it, the episodes are only eight minutes. Hilarious. But there's an episode where they go to like a farmer's market and they yeah. you literally see like one, somebody pay for a good. And mm-hmm. then they're like, okay, take this and go get me a lemonade from so-and-so. And then they're like, okay, the lemonade people take it to another vendor. And so it's literally that yeah. and it makes its way around. That yeah. That's cool. We should all just barter because at this point, I mean, like we all are all supporting each other. And so... That's really cool too, though. I mean, there there's so many creative people here creating so many cool things, mm-hmm. and like I know that there are a lot of people who do clay earrings, and they all seem to be supporting each other. Too. Yes, there's a lot of people who do, you know, specific types of of other products, and there I'm sure there's some competition at some level. Hell yeah! But for the most part, everybody is just really inclusive and welcoming, and that. That feels good. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Especially as a, a new person to the community and a new person to being a business owner. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Another, my next question. Did yeah. you ever think that you would be a business owner? Not specifically. I mean, you know, I again, I thought that I might sell something that I created at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, I didn't consider that to be a business owner. I'm not sure why. I just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, like a fun little side hobby thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and because I have a nine to five, I think, I guess it's a little bit different, but now that I've kind of thrown myself into this, it is kind of weird. Like you were saying with a PhD, you know, do you call yourself a PhD or not? Like, yes, technically I'm a business owner, but I don't, I don't know that I have got to that point where I think of myself that way. Mm-hmm. Yet. Like this is still kind of just, Oh, this is fun and new and, 
I, oh, I have to do taxes. What? And yes. Then I feel it. Like, oh, shit. I'm a business owner. <laughs> yeah. uh, but even still, like just the fact that you were just like, I want to do this. And then you did it. I'm always <laughs> amazed by people that have an idea and then execute it. I mean, you know what I mean? Like yeah. without like ruminating over it over and over again. I kind of am just like that. I mean, like that with moving to Australia, with moving here, with moving to Virginia. Like I just kind of, it's not that I don't stress about things or, you know, like to plan things out beforehand but once i have an idea in my head i just kind of go with it mm-hmm. i just kind of commit with, yeah <laughs> go full speed ahead and you know if it works out i always kind of have this this feeling of if something doesn't work out or if i'm not having fun with it then it doesn't have to go on forever yes you know, if i move somewhere and i don't like it okay i can move like nothing has to be permanent yes and so right now we're still having so much fun with this that I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it kind of gives you an out at the beginning of doing anything, of knowing for sure this isn't this doesn't have to be forever. Yeah, when it's not all your eggs in one basket kind of thing either. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're uh it's fun. I think I think that's the the critical thing with what you're doing is yeah. is it's fun and once it's not like you know what I mean, it's very easy breezy. It's not like my whole life is depending on yeah. this. And I totally respect people who for sure their entire for sure. livelihood and that's amazing and that's so brave yes um i do kind of have that luxury of leaving it were it to not be fun mm-hmm. um and that's not to say i don't take it seriously like i mean we're busting our butts that's what i was gonna say there. i mean you're hitting up like every pop-up opportunity <laughs> available try. like you are out there doing it <laughs> sometimes i feel bad i'm like okay it's the beginning of the month we only have a couple planned and then i sign us up for like 10 more and I'm like um <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> so y'all are busy every weekend then huh pretty much we do at least one every weekend um, wow often two like over the last weekend um, we did for the block party, we did Friday at Fresco and then Sunday at the people's market. Mm-hmm. And then my husband worked for little alternatives at the Saturday part of the block party. Wow. So we were like, between the three of us, we were at, <laughs> man, day. I missed out on that black block party and it looked epic. It, it looked so amazing. It was. Yeah. We were, I mean, we were inside and it was busy in Fresco. We love Fresco. Any yes. chance we get to yes. be there, we're like, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, just seeing all the people when we were leaving, like on people street, that was so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, again, we moved here at the beginning of the pandemic and it was quiet. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, where is everybody? Where, yeah. Because downtown is so quiet. Yeah, nothing. And to see it like blossoming and having so many people having such a great time, that's amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I think that that's what, when I saw uh, what a turnout the block party had and how excited everybody was to be either, you know, a part of it or they're ex- experiencing it. Yeah. You know, it occurred to me like, right. Like while the pandemic is still going on, mm-hmm. m- the majority of people are vaccinated, you yeah. know, majority of people feel safe enough to go out and, and mingle. And yeah. that's huge. Yeah. You know, it's like almost like a celebratory thing. Well, and the County did such a good job, I think of, of pushing for people to be able to get vaccinated mm-hmm. if they want to as well. Yes. I mean, you look at other places and that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And they're still, you know, in lockdown or still, I mean, Melbourne had their fourth lockdown. Really? Yeah. And they're just starting doing vaccinations. Wow. Uh, my husband's mom just got vaccinated. Wow. Yeah. See, so, yeah. I mean, you hear, <laughs> that's wild. I had no idea. I mean, you yeah. hear about countries like India, you know, that mm-hmm. are just... I mean, there's just so many people, they don't have the luxury of uh, social distancing, yeah. or, you know, access to, you know, PPE or whatever. Exactly. So that is wild. Yeah. And so I think, you know, I mean, I know that we opened up pretty early. 
here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, we did. but seeing it being done safely now, is, yes, is pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, I feel fortunately, you know, I think a lot of people really cared about doing it right, despite mm-hmm. you know what the mandates were or weren't. Yeah. And they opted to do it safely, mm-hmm. and I and I appreciate that so much because exactly. it uh, to me it it worked out pretty well. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you have no weekends off essentially. Um, when do you get to rest? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. And so now we, we just got a, a kitten that we um, found as well. Mm-hmm. And so we have all the dogs and the kitten. And so I don't even get to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I can, you know, catch a couple hours. And then, <laughs> so I'm kind of running on empty, but. <laughs> and you make time way. to come talk to me. Thank you. <laughs> in a good way. Like I'm, I'm still, I'm still feeling it. So it's okay. Um, but I think especially during summer, we might be kind of more mindful about which pop-ups we choose. Mm -hmm. I say that now. I probably won't be. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe, you know, limit to one or two a weekend. Mm -hmm. Three is kind of pushing it. That's That's a a lot. lot. Yeah. That's, it's a, we have a big passenger van and so we you know keep it loaded during the weekends so that we can take everything down that's and smart and that's really smart actually that's a good call yeah i mean so do y'all get to like when you are off mm-hmm. what is it that you guys are doing to like relax and unwind and you know usually you know hanging out with the dogs going for walks with them um taking them out to the island and letting them run through the water um going to other pop-ups that we're not vending at. <laughs> the other night we went down to the one at Water Street and it was so fun. We were like, oh, we get to shop and drink and we're yes. not, we're not yes. working. Yeah, <laughs> not necessarily having to interact. Not that there's anything wrong with that, no. but like you said, you're always on. Yeah, so it was so fun just to just to be shoppers. That's cool. Um, and so, you know, and just going out, hanging out. We're still fairly new here, so I mean, we kind of have fallen into a routine outside of the pop-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, trying to go new places, new restaurants, and just kind of getting to know more of the city now that it's opening back up. Yes, that's right, because it literally yeah. all just, is just, like, brand new to y'all. Mm-hmm. Even the area, too, right? Like, the coastal bend? Yeah. Still mm-hmm. new to y'all. Yep. Have y'all gotten to explore anywhere? A little bit. We went to Port A. Um, we kind of explored around over there a little bit gone out to the island a lot we mm-hmm. got, bought a pass for pins so we're for set nice i haven't been to pins in years and i love pins oh yeah mm-hmm. that's that's our malachi beach is amazing yes yeah that's it's so cool not as packed usually so. yeah exactly <laughs> like no i mean it's just so nice we just almost never make the trek down there now you're making me want to i mean it's yeah, a national you, park after yeah, all it's beautiful it's amazing and it's it's I know a little bit farther than the rest of the island, but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Uh, I mean, plus just, again, the fact that it is a national park. Like, mm-hmm. you can check that off your national parks list. Exactly. And it's fairly affordable to go and visit. So, mm-hmm. Especially if you get a pass. It's, it's good. Yeah. So have you... <laughs> my plug for the Yeah, I know, right? Go get your pass. Uh, well, no, I'm like seriously considering it because my three-year-old... I mean, he's about to be four uh, yeah. this month. And now, you know, he's more cognizant of, like, going and doing things. Yeah. And so that that should be the next spot we go. I think I'm going to. Yeah. Say Rhiannon sent me. Yeah, I, I would do it. <laughs> That's awesome. So our beaches. I know they're mm-hmm. not California beaches, but, I mean, what do you think of them? The island is amazing. Um, we go out there as much as we can. Um, things have been kind of hectic again on the weekends, but mm-hmm. for a while we were going out there every weekend and... That's more like California beaches a little bit, a little bit more wild, kind of. Really? Yeah. Okay. A little bit more, you know, open. Mm-hmm. Um, but we used to take our dogs down to McGee Beach yeah. every evening and then mornings on the weekends. So 
anytime I'm by the water, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. That's how I am too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I lived in Austin for a few years and it was fun. Yeah. But something about having the beach nearby. Yeah. Well, when we were in Melbourne, I lived, um, because it's a big city. And so when I first moved there, I was living with my husband's sister for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she was like maybe 25, 30 minutes away from the beach. Oh, that's nothing. (laughs) But for me, I was like, I'm so far away. I keep getting lost. I don't know where the beach is. Like, I can't follow the ocean. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) So I moved us like um, about a mile away from the water. We could walk there. Oh, wow. In Melbourne? This is more like it. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) I'm very, very spoiled when it comes to living by the water. (laughs) Uh, So key differences between australian beaches and american beaches like are you more concerned about what's in the water um so yeah there are there are a lot of jellies Mm -hmm. which i know there can be a lot of jellies here too Mm -hmm. um so that was something to be aware of where we were we were in a bay um and so there weren't like a lot of sharks or stingrays or there's some stingrays um but it wasn't quite as wild as mm-hmm. like when you're, you know, where the, the crocodiles come out into the water. Yes, that's literally my or... mind when it, we talk about Australia. <laughs> yeah, I always see these beaches. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And then you hear about, you know, like people's dogs being taken away and stuff. You're like, ah, yeah, no. Um, and so I think there's not driving on the beach. That mm-hmm. was new moving here that I don't. I don't think it's very common in other places in the States either, right? Yeah, I'd seen it in in Baja. We used to go to to Mexico every summer and winter (laughs) um, to surf. (laughs) So we were in Baja and there there was driving on the beach sometimes there. Um, So that was something new to get used to here. Um, Let's see. The water was really clear in Australia. That Mm -hmm. was pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, Gets really warm too, though during summer, like the water's not super refreshing. Yeah, <laughs> same here. You walk in, you're like, oh, soup. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stewing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not super picky when it comes to beaches. Like, I just want to be by the beach. Yes. Be in the water. Be near the water. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I I love our beach. I think we have a great beach. Yeah. And uh. It, it makes me happy. Like, you've seen quite a few beaches, and mm-hmm. you're like, this this is a beach. It's a great beach. Yeah. Oh, we even go down to the little beach right across from the university. Mm-hmm. There's just, like, a little, you know, yep. bit of sand and some water, and it's good for the dogs. They can, you know, swim out a little bit, so... Like, give me some water and some sand and I'm good. Yes. Well, because there are a bunch of cool little spots like that all around, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I just love that you appreciate it so much. Like, that makes me so happy. Yeah. And we've we've only been to North Beach actually a couple times, but that was fun too. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit bigger, so there's a little bit more room. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. North Beach can get a bad rep. But yeah, it uh, like you said, sand and water. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't necessarily take a dip, but <laughs> still. Hey, you can put your feet in. Yeah. Not nice to look at so Rhiannon for people who you know are maybe considering moving somewhere to maybe try out a new city or to go to school or you know even to start a business what advice would you give them if they were on the fence about it I'd say just do it honestly like I'm, I'm maybe not the best person to ask because I just that's just my advice for everything. I'm like, just do it. But maybe that's the best advice. <laughs> yeah, I think you know, knowing that things don't have to be permanent is a is a good place to start. And if you have an inkling to do something and you are able to do it, you should do it. Because I know that there are so many people who aren't able to, you know, leave the place where they're from mm-hmm. or to go and do something. Um, so if you have that opportunity 
take it. You may as well. Mm -hmm. Like, you won't know unless you try it. And if you don't try it, then you're always going to wonder what could have been. Yeah, Um, maybe you could discover some limestone stacks underwater (laughs) that people thought was impossible. (laughs) True. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being here with me, for taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule to uh, hang out, to take a shot with me. You are incredible. Uh, (laughs) Your business is awesome. I mean, you just... We're so lucky to have you here, <laughs> and uh, I can't wait to see Wild Oak Collective thrive and and uh, see what you do next. Awesome. Thank you so much. This is so much fun and super, super enjoyable. <laughs>